Hey everyone. So thank you so much for tuning in. I'm wondering, did you know that you can now join Ask the Tarot every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern live on Spotify? That's right, live. But we all know the best part of tarot isn't just listening, it's getting your own cards read. Have a question about your future or your past? Maybe about your love life or your career? I want to hear from you. All you have to do is download the Spotify Live app in your app store or click the link in our episode descriptions to sign up for free. Then follow Ask the Tarot in the Spotify Live app to get notified every time I go live and hear what the tarot has in store. Why miss out on that? Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Ask the Tarot. Sorry we're getting off to a uh, a tiny bit of a late start. You know, Mercury retrograde, all of my like childcare plans fell through. So I'm scrambling a little bit, but we're ready to go. So happy to be here. So happy to see new people, old faces, new friends, old friends. Um, for those of you who are just tuning in, I'm Michelle T. I'm the host of the Your Magic podcast, author of Modern Tarot. And this is Ask the Tarot. And we're here every Thursday. Usually it's six o'clock Pacific, um, but I have another thing I have to do later, Mercury retrograde. And um, so we're doing it a little early. I really appreciate you all accommodating that and showing up. This is so great. Um, oh, hi from Two Girls, One Ghost. I was on the Two Girls, One Ghost. I was on Campfire Stories, the Two Girls, One Ghost Spotify live the other night. And I want to do a special shout out to folks um, from that beautiful community that are here tonight. Oh my God. Um, you guys are like the sister vibe to the Ask the Tarot beautiful community. So I love I love that it's all coming together. Um, if you want to listen to back episodes of Ask the Tarot Rooms, there's tons of them. Um, just go over to Spotify, look for the Your Magic feed, and they're right in there amongst, you know, sk sprinkled amongst the podcast. So uh, you can listen. Um, and, you know, do follow me and Ask the Tarot here on Spotify Live. And the way this works, raise your hand. I will try and call on as many people as I can who want to ask the tarot a question. Um, now, if you are a shy person or long-winded, <laughs> you can uh, want to be anonymous or really spill your guts. Um, you can uh, send me a message on Instagram. I'm at Michelle Tease, T-E-A-Z. And you can just send me a note there and I will get to it eventually, okay? But a word of warning, I have really horrible, 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 active scammers on Instagram. They pretend to be me and they will, um, they'll contact you, they'll follow you, and then they'll reach out to you and they'll, they'll use this really absurd language like grand rising love. Spirit has moved me to, you know, tell you, you need a reading and they'll just like manipulate you and get, you know, try to get you feeling sad about your life, uh, which isn't hard, right? I mean, we all have something to be sad about, don't we? I do. And then they'll try to get money out of you. So please know I will never contact you and tell you, you know, ask you for a tarot reading. If you want a reading, you contact me. Okay. Deal. Also, like I have 16,000 followers. They always have like 2000. If you see somebody that has like a lower follower amount, it's not me. Okay. So there. 
Um, I think I'm going to start right now by jumping into this one that came into my Instagram. And it starts like this. I've lived in Illinois my whole life, 20 plus years, and I just got a new job that I think I'll like, but I'm so over Illinois. I've thought about New York, but it's too expensive. I've also thought about Miami, around Miami for a couple of years now, but I don't have the money at present. If I make enough money with my new job to move, is it one, a good idea to move out of state? Two, if I move to Miami, will I find my career purpose or will something come to shake it up? People tell me that I'm good at a lot of things and that I'd probably be good at this, that, and the other, but I don't know what I want to do. I'm a Capricorn sun, Sagittarius moon, Leo rising with Aquarius and Sagittarius stellions, if you need all that info. Well, I don't need it, but I really like it. (laughs) People have also pointed out fame aspects and degrees in my chart, but I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah, right? Because being famous isn't always a good thing. Okay, let's see. What What does it look like for you to get out of Illinois? I mean... You know, I think it's probably your destiny to get out of Illinois with a banging chart like that. Um, At least go to Chicago, you know, like if you're just, uh, or maybe you are, does it say she's in Chicago? Well, whatever. It's, it's, you know, it's hard to live in the same place your whole life. Um, Let's see. Should you move out of state is the first question I am asking the tarot for you right now. And every place that's interesting is expensive. That's the sad truth. Okay. And now I'm going to ask the tarot, what does it look like for you to specifically move to Miami? So it sounds like that's something that you really want to. Someone's saying, don't move to Miami. It's expensive already. Oh, God, I know what that feels like when you, like, <laughs> live in a city and it's becoming so unlivable. And then you hear that, like, it's been deemed, like, coolest city. And you're like, oh, no, and everyone's going to come here and I'm going to get evicted again. I understand that fear. Um, yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. Here's your situation for moving out of state. You got, um, the three cards I picked for you. The first one is the three of swords. So there's a lot of sorrow. Um, I'm wondering like, you know, you've been in Illinois your whole life. Clearly you're over it, but this is a Libra card and Libras are relationships. And I wonder if you're just, um, there's something that's, I know money makes it really hard to move, but I think there's an emotional component also, or a mental component that's keeping you like stuck in Illinois. You've got to get out though. Your next card is the two of wands, dominion, Mars in Aries, boom, boom, boom. Like the dominion card, when it comes up, we just take over our own life. We're like, I'm doing this crazy thing. I'm on fire. I'm blazing a trail. I might have to throw some elbows. It's fine. I'm going to do it. And then your final card is the emperor, which is like the logical conclusion of like the dominion card, right? It's like you go from the two of wands, you know, with all this Aries energy, and then you arrive at the emperor, which is the major arcana Aries card. So, so that's really cool. Um, Yeah. It looks like you need to reckon with, you know, your sadness at leaving, you know, but then you need to just kind of do it. Now, Miami actually looks um, both hard and important for you. Okay. The very first card for moving to Miami is the universe. Now, I really see this as um, a card about destiny and like stepping into your destiny. And um, when it's like the the most sort of karmic cosmic card in the tarot, when it comes up with people, it's an extra super duper yes. So yes, you ought to go to Miami. Is it going to be super easy for you? No, (laughs) it's going to feel a little confusing. You might feel a little bit like, why am I here? And the reason I say that is because um, the moon card comes up for you afterwards. And when the moon card comes up, we just are a little in the dark. Like we feel a little confused. Maybe we feel a little glum. Um, you know, there might be this, you might have this expectation like, oh, I'm going to move to Miami. Everything's going to fall into place. I suddenly know exactly what to do with my life. 
I don't think that's going to happen for you. I do think Miami is a good place for you to be. I think it's it's going to be um, just like a like a little jump start for you. But I think that if you if you are expecting everything to be sorted out for you the minute you land there, that's not going to happen. Um, you're, the next card you have is the Prince of Cups. He is a little bit paralyzed with indecision, and I'm feeling like that's a little bit of your vibe around this. Like I don't know what to do here. The Prince of Cups in this deck, I'm reading with the Toth deck per usual. Um, you know, he's on this big magical bird that can fly really high or go deep into the ocean. And, you know, either way, it would be very cool, but he's like afraid to commit to either way, to either place, um, up or down, water or sky. So he's just sort of skimming the surface. So I think that what you're going to find is, yeah, it's not, it's not going to just like explode in your face and like you pop into this ready-made life and you suddenly know your purpose. I think that there's some there's some work you need to do to get to the bottom of like why you know why is it that you're having such a hard time determining what your passion is right what you're passionate about so so yeah um, so it's not going to solve all your problems but it will definitely solve the problem of should I move to Miami or not <laughs> the answer is yes so good luck to you okay now who is in this room who's in this room that would like a reading Casey you are up and here you are you're muted. So do unmute yourself. Okay. Can you hear me now? I can. How are you doing? Good. Okay. So I'm, I've always been a lurker and I guess I'm going to ask a question on how I can kind of oh. show myself more love and more care because I think that I deserve my love and care and attention. So yeah, that's my question. Uh, that is your question? Yes. Okay, okay. I show myself more self-love and, and care. Got it. Okay. How can you do it? Okay. I love, I love that question. I love that you're wanting to know something like that. Okay. How can you show yourself more self-love, self-care, and attention? We're going to do one more shuffle. Okay. All right. Interesting. Okay. So the very first card you have here is... Um, the two of discs, which is, is, it's called change. So, and it's an earth card. It's Jupiter and Capricorn. Um, I'm wondering if you are deep in your heart, would you rather be doing something else with your time for money or for your vocation? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, that is something that you can do for yourself is to, uh, that, that would be a very self-loving thing is to um, start working towards whatever that dream is. Um, and, and, you know, here's the thing, the change card, it's change for the better, but it's usually hard to make that change. It's Jupiter and Capricorn. That's why I asked if it was about work. Capricorn rules work. Um, and Jupiter wants to give you gifts you know, um, but to get those gifts, you got to make some changes and Capricorn doesn't want to make any changes, even good changes. So there's a little bit of a stalemate, but if you can sort of, um, set your intentions towards, towards moving in the direction of that thing that you want. And I don't know if that means, you know, looking into schools that would give you the training that you might need, um, taking people out to lunch to pick their brains if they're working in an industry that you want to get into, but just starting to sort of do those things. Um, the next card that I have for you is the Four of Wands, and it's called Completion. Um, and it's Venus and in, in, um, Aries. It's very interesting. It's basically when this card comes up, um, it's it, it's saying that like you you've achieved something. It's called completion, right? It's like something significant has been achieved, but it's just the foundation. Like I think that you know one thing that would be really good for you is to really recognize 
um, even though there's still a lot you want to do and you're like, you're still kind of early on in your journey, you've already done a lot. You've built a really good foundation for yourself and um, energetically. And so um, to kind of give yourself those props and recognize that and allow that to give you um, increased confidence so that you can go out and pursue this like, you know, dream occupation or, or, or dream project that you want to do. Um, and then the third card you have is the Queen of Cups. And the Queen of Cups is wicked emotional. And so there's something here about your emotionality. Um, do, you, do you feel that you're a very emotional person? Yeah, I'm very sensitive. I think I just like figured that out. Um, so mm-hmm. it's, it's been like a journey to work on those feelings. I hate feeling feelings. So um, I know, I know, but it is absolutely like a, the biggest gesture of love towards yourself to just allow yourself to feel them and not get um, mad at yourself about it, not judge your feelings, not not um, tell yourself that you should be feeling differently or that you should feel less feelings, that your feelings should be less intense or more manageable. Like just really allowing your feelings to be exactly what they are and um, not judging them, knowing that they'll pass, right? Because they always do. And really seeing your sensitivity as a gift. Like I really think that we come down to earth with like the... Um, the sort of temperament that we need in order to be able to do the things that we're supposed to do in this world, in this lifetime. So you came down here sensitive and emotional. That must be very important for the work that you're going to do in this world. And I don't just mean vocation, paid work. I also mean, you know, work that um, that you do like in your community, in your friend group, in your family, things like that. Um, so, so yeah, really trying to, to change, um, change up your, your uh, per- perception of your own feelings, I think, is a really self-lovey thing to do. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Thank you so much, Michelle. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm glad. I'm glad you raised your hand today. Okay. Oh God, feelings. Right? Who who likes them? Who likes feelings? I'm like currently in like such a terrible text fight with like my ex over just like bullshit like sketch childcare scheduling stuff. And I have so many feelings right now. I mean, like, it's really funny to be talking about feelings because I'm just kind of like, oh, I had to take so many deep breaths um, <laughs> before I got, came in here to like read cards. I'm just like, I want to like throw like, I don't know, a brick through a window or something. Feelings. Okay, let's help somebody else. Um, I'm a filmmaker based in San Diego, and I recently moved in with my partner. It's a really healthy, non-codependent relationship, and I'm really happy because it's taken me lots of work and recovery and therapy to get here. San Diego not being a large film market is beautiful, but sometimes I have to go to LA for work. When I do work, it's as crew in the camera department. However, my passion is photography and directing. My question is this. Am I better off moving with my partner or alone to a major film market like LA or New York? Or should I ditch the freelance hustle and apply for an MFA in film? Or should I just keep doing what I'm doing, freelancing as a camera person, living in San Diego and going to LA for work? Okay, let's see. Let's see. I like that you've really mapped out your options here. All right. What does it look like if you move with or without healthy non-codependent partner to Los Angeles or New York, or some other major film market. I know those are the biggies. Picking three cards for that. Now I'm shuffling, asking, what if you apply for an MFA in film? What would that look like? <laughs> Jasmine's like, this person is who I want to be. <laughs> I think, yes, because you're doing film work, aren't you, Jasmine? Oh, I love that. 
Okay. And what else? Um, or what if you just keep doing what you're doing? Like living life with your, in your cool relationship, living in chill San Diego and just like driving to LA when you get some work. Okay. Everyone's relating to you, Clarence, in the chat. Um, okay. So what does it look like to move to a film market? It doesn't look good, honestly. Um, will you get more work? Yeah, you will get more work. The very uh, center card here is the queen of discs. And, you know, she's badass. She's like ruling, ruling her work life. But on either side, you get the 10 of cups and the 10 of swords, right? 10 of swords, notoriously shitty. We don't like that. Like, I just think it's not where you're at to be in that hustle. I don't think it's going to feel good to you. And then the 10 of cups is um, called satiety. And it's sort of like, huzzah, you've, you've accomplished something, but now you're kind of like, is that all there is? It's a little bit of a letdown. I don't think it's going to be what you think it's going to be. So I say no to that. Let's see, what does the MFA look like? Oh, the MFA looks good, but money looks stressful. Um, now I say money looks stressful. It's, it's the five of discs, which is called wary. Like, so that's, you know, is, does that mean that there's real, money stress or does it just stress you out? Okay. Um, but let me start at the beginning. The very first card for you getting your MFA is the emperor, which is like, you know, that's great. He's on fire. He's the king. He's the boss. It's like, that is definitely going to like hook you up with like credentials, respect, connections, all the things that the emperor represents. So I like that. The next card is the ace of cups. That's really beautiful. So it's like, not only, you know, do, is it, um, you know, this sort of, big hookup, right? Professional career hookup to do this, but it's also going to rejuvenate your love of the art, right? With this ace of cups, it's going to really feel so good. Um, but you know, that five of discs is, is a concern. Um, so I don't know if that just means that like, you're going to be struggling for money or, you know, back on a budget that you're maybe not used to having to be on. I don't know if there's um, funding sources that maybe you hope for that then you know you're not able to get and so it's a little tight. Um, yeah, it looks like it looks like you're just going to have some money anxiety around it. Uh, I don't think that means you shouldn't do it, but also let's see what it looks like to just keep on keeping on. Let's see. Hmm. It does not look bad for you to keep on keeping on. Okay. Um, you know the the cards for 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 kind of staying where you're at. You got the Queen of Cups and the Knight of Cups, and I just feel like that's you and your partner, <laughs> right? It's like the two like matchy matchy cups. It's they're very sweet. Um, so I do think it might it might it might um represent that, but also energetically. Um, to talk about what that looks like. The Queen of Cups, she's a little emotionally overwhelmed. So, you know, I think that there's something about maybe not going that can, like not making a move feels a little emotionally overwhelming to you. Like you're haunted by the thought that you perhaps should be doing more, you know? Um, however, the Knight of Cups is so happy and in love and just like, I think that, that he's there just to remind you like that you really love your life. Like you love... Um, you know, just like being in this healthy relationship and being, you know, it sounds like really allowing your relationship to be the center of your life rather than your career. Not that you don't have a career, not that your career isn't super important, but, you know, there's more of a balance to it. Um, and then you have the Hierophant card, which is really interesting. And it's like the Hierophant, I just did a whole workshop on the Hierophant. You know, if you join the Your Magic Patreon, I do a workshop on a different tarot card every month and um, you can watch the you can watch the old ones and you can join live for the new ones so that we're on Patreon. Um, and last night I did the Hierophant. And, you know, he's really about sharing knowledge and mentors. And um, I'm wondering if there isn't, 
I know that there's no real film community in San Diego, but I'm still wondering if there's somebody that you can connect with out there that will make it feel a little less alienated to be there in your work. Um, In a sense, it kind of looks best for you to keep on doing what you're doing, except I do feel it's funny because the Hierophant also represents higher education, right? I feel like the drive to the MFA is not going to leave you. I don't think you need to do it right away, but I do see you in this read from this reading. I do see you going back to school and getting your film MFA. I think that is an eventuality for you. So just do it at your leisure. Um, And I hope that that was helpful. Okay. Now I'm going to put these cards back in their little stack here and see who is in the room. Amy, you are up next. Hello, and how can I help you? Hi. Excuse me. I'm so excited. Um, I sent you a message on Instagram a while back, and I think maybe right after you got all your stuff deleted. But um, so I'm I'm really confused as to what to do coming up here recently with my uh, living situation. Our um, okay. Excuse me, I'm so, so so nervous. Sorry, our our lease is coming okay, up for okay. renewal in July, and I don't know if I want to stay another year. Or there was a talk with my really good friend, um, who my husband and I were married by, and she's a close family friend of mine now. And we were possibly thinking of living together. Um, she's a little bit older; she's like my mom's age, and she already has some physical issues. So it's something that I would be possibly interested in because I'd like to save money and I know that it would be kind of helpful for her, but I'm not sure if it's really the right decision. Um, if we did this, I would have to wait until okay. January when her lease is up because then we're all going to look for something together. Um, otherwise, okay. I want to know if I should just stay here and kind of move forward. I'm hoping to look to try to get pregnant probably in the next six months or so. Um, if you know, like start in six months, in six months, probably. Um, so I'm just, I'm a little bit wayward about like what I want to do with my future because I also, my, my parents just moved away and I'm really, really close with them. And, um, my mom would love if I went and lived in North Carolina with her, um, or even just my sister lives in South Carolina. So like, Somewhere, even if I didn't live in the same city as my mom, living somewhere like in North Carolina, that way we're kind of closer. Um, I'm in Atlanta now, and it's just really expensive, and I don't foresee us being able to get a house anytime soon. So I'm just kind of like wondering if you could do like a multi-possibility pull. Thinking about what's in your best interest, especially considering that you're going to be trying to have get pregnant with the baby in the next year. Yes. So, yeah. So the first question will be, you know, what does it look like for you to move in with this family friend? Um, sounds like it would save money, but it also sounds like there would be some caretaking responsibilities on you, which is maybe lovely or maybe not. Um, so I'll pick those. And now the second is, you know, what if you just stay where you are in Atlanta, imperfect, too expensive Atlanta for now. Um, And just like, let that be your home base as you move forward with with your life. Or what does it look like if you move somewhere in North Carolina to be a little closer to the family that you have there? That one looks like. Okay, so let's see. Oh, you know something? The moving in with with the friend does not look good. 
Um, okay. Yeah. I, I kind of have that feeling already. So, you know, uh, and it also looks like you're really done with, uh, Atlanta. <laughs> um, but North Carolina, it looks like actually quite beautiful. Um, so let me, let me go through these cards for you. So, you know, Moving in with a family friend, the very first card that comes up is the Seven of Swords, Futility, Moon, and Aquarius. This card comes up when something kind of seems great intellectually in our mind. We're like, I can do that. You know, that's like, there's there's so much that that would be really cool and kind of radical. I love that idea. But then there's like, once you actually try to live it, it just doesn't work. Okay. Um, the next card is the Princess of Cups. And she's really beautiful and really giving and lovely. Um, and so... I don't know. There is this really, there is a lovely emotional connection here in this possibility, but then your last card is the hanged man. And I just, I don't like all these cards together. Um, I just, they're not making a pretty picture to me. You know, the hanged man is like, you're doing it because you're saving money basically. You're, you, but I think it's going to be more, more difficult to kind of put yourself in that situation than you anticipate. Um, Hanged man with the futility card, I just feel like it's really doubling down on the discomfort aspect of the hanged man um, and and not that payoff. Um, Now, for for staying in Atlanta, it's so interesting um, because you do have the princess of discs in this, in this deck and she's pregnant. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And so, you know, will you still be in Atlanta and pregnant in six months? Very, very possibly, but I don't think you're going to stay there. Um, On either side of the princess of discs, you have the prince of cups and the 10 of swords ruined. So it's like, you're at the end of your rope with Atlanta. That's what I think. I mean, the 10 of swords, when that comes up, by the time that shows up, you know, you don't want, you know, something, something's been, something's been rotten for a little while. And it's, it's finally like, you've got to acknowledge that it's not getting any better. Um, the Prince of Cups, um, that he makes it a little hard though, because, you know, he, you know, I was just saying he popped up earlier for somebody. He just won't make a decision, you know? So there's this, there's this real difficulty in actually, you know, committing to something um, and, 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 and getting on a new path. So that's what, that's what Atlanta looks like. It looks a little stagnant, but it also, I love that you're pregnant, right? That's really great. Um, but yeah, yeah. but, for, um, but you have, you have a, chi- a child card for North Carolina as well. The first card for North Carolina is a little tough. It's interference, eight of swords. And so when that card comes up, it's sort of like, oh, this feels really hard. Like there's something about moving to North Carolina that feels hard. It feels complicated. No, it's, it's going to be because his parents want us to stay here. And I know, and because once my parents moved, I know that they have this like fear that we were probably going to follow them. And then if we do that, and especially if I do have a child, they're in there a, a lot older than my parents. And so there's a very, there's not a lot of time for them to get to know their okay. grandchildren probably once we do have them. So it's, it is, it is going to be really hard. And I know that that will be oh, really hard God. for him to leave his family and, Oh, yeah, yeah. That, oh, that is so painful. That sounds really painful. Um, ugh, I'm so sorry that that, that um, is sort of shadowing this decision because otherwise you have the sun, which is gorgeous. And it's another child card, right? There's always a child on the sun card. Um, so it does, it does rule like, you know, children, it rules joy, um, creativity, love, everything being in its proper place. It's just a gorgeous card, a very powerful yes. Um, 
And then there's the fool. And I love the fool for something like this because you're like, let's just do it. You know, it's that beautiful, trusting energy of like, we're just going to take a chance. And I really love it because, you know, yeah. your, your other two poles have these like stagnant cards, right? So you need that full energy mm-hmm. to be like, damn it, let's do it. You know, let's just do it. So I, I like, oh, I really feel that. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I've been like, I kind of, we just went on our honeymoon and it's almost a year. Oh, our year anniversary is on Monday. So we were there in Italy and I was like, let's just move to Italy. We could just move to one of those little houses where they say you need to like help them spruce it up and live in their community. I was like, let's oh just go. God. You can be a tour guide. I'll do whatever. <laughs> I kind of feel like the fool sometimes. I am ready to shake things up and. That's so great. Well, good luck. And I hope you enjoy the process. I hope it's enjoyable for you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I love listening to you so much. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Well, thanks for raising your hand. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, I love that. You guys, you're listening to Ask the Tarot. I'm your host, Michelle T. If you like um, if you like this vibe, you will love to listen to some back episodes. Um, and they are all over on the uh, Your Magic feed on Spotify. It's my podcast. So please check it out. And we do this live every Thursday, um, 6 o'clock on the West Coast, 9 o'clock on the East Coast. And you can get your tarot cards read by just raising your hand in here in the room and I'll do my darndest to get to you. Or you can write me, send me a note at Instagram. I'm at Michelle Tease, T-E-A-Z, and I will never contact you for a tarot reading. That is a scammer. Okay, here's one that came in, into Instagram. It's very close to my heart, you guys. Okay, I'm 34 and I've recently been asked by a good friend to be a donor for her baby. We're both queer. As she has decided, she is ready for that stage of her life. She'll be a 36-year-old Aries single queer mom and is determined to be very independent in raising the child herself. No doubt. You go, 36-year-old Aries single queer mom. Uh, we've agreed that the role will be, that role will be the gunkle, gay uncle, <laughs> who gets to hang out sometimes for sleepovers and such, but not a primary parent, which suits my lifestyle perfectly. I've been mostly ambivalent about having children in the past, but now that I am faced with the option with someone who feels like the right platonic co-parent, it has become something I've thought about much more and could envision my life as a part-time dad. However, it feels like literally the biggest decision of my life to create new life, and I'm still a little daunted by the weight of such a huge decision. I would love to hear what the tarot says. Oh my God, I love this. Okay, So what will it look like if you do go forward and donate some of your, you know, your life-giving man juice to your Aries queer friend? Oh my God, I love this. Um, You know, that's how I had my child. I had to go bum and sperm off off gunkles. (laughs) And I'm so eternally grateful um, for the drag queen, the beautiful drag queen that gave me his sperm. So Um, but I'm really trying not to put my energy into this. You know, this is not about me. This is about you. And yeah, you know, I am seeing that this is, it is a little stressful for you. I just picked three cards. Um, and the first card is the five of wands. Okay. So yeah, that is like, oh my gosh, that is, there's such friction in this card. Astrologically, it is um, Saturn and Leo. And so Leo is just like fun in the sun. Leo's like, yes, absolutely. You want some of my sperm? Here it is. Go have a baby. That's fun. I'm a fun gay uncle. Hurrah, hurrah. You know, like that's Leo. And then here's Saturn coming in saying, but what about this? But what about that? 
but what about this? And it's just very heavy, you know? And, you know, the concerns that Saturn brings aren't exact, they're not necessarily, you know, wrong. They're not, they're not untrue concerns, but it's, it's a vibe, you know, just like the Leo, let's go for it is a vibe. Um, so, um, your next card here is the lovers and wow, this is so interesting because it is a card with babies on it <laughs> and you know, you're not, it's, it's the sort of the scene, the scene that's illustrated as a type, a type of marriage. And of course you're not marrying your friend here, but it is a type of marriage in a very queer, amazing, interesting way, isn't it? Um, you guys will be bonded and committed to each other for life. And so, so you're right to weigh it as heavily um, as you are. But, you know, the, the lover's card, it's its a great card. It tends to be a yes. Um, it definitely is saying, that, like, you know, it's its about commitment. So it's like you're, you're, you're either, you know, the lover's card comes up often when um, we're in a crossroads, you know, and it's like you are, you're at, this, you're at the, the crux of a life-changing uh, crossroad right here. Your final card is the Ace of Swords. Now... I tend to see aces as kind of yeses because they are so like life affirming and positive. They are, you know, they're a seed, much like sperm is a seed. No, seriously, though, they're like, they're like the seed, the gestating seed of the, of the energy of the element. So um, this is going to be a really, you're, you're going to have a totally new outlook on life after this. I mean, the aces are a whole new um, it's a new it's a new cycle of activity. And so this is activity that's going to be around communication. So wow, you and your friend, you know, are going to just be having to really hash out boundaries and all kinds of things like that. And you're going to have to start thinking about yourself as somebody who is somewhat beholden to a child. I know you're not going to be a primary parent, but it's still going to change the way you think about yourself a little bit, the way you think about the decisions that you make in the world. Um, you know, I see this as really beautiful. Um, I just picked, because there's a little bit more neutral energy in this reading than I would like for, su for such a powerful question. I picked one final card and it's beautiful. It's virtue. It's the three of wands. It's like, yes, yes, this is a beautiful thing to do. Um, so, you know, you do have to figure out and come to terms with whatever those Saturn um, um, worries and concerns are that are being represented in the strife card, the five of wands. Um, you do have to kind of come to peace with those before you're able to commit. So I don't know, hash it out with another person. I don't know if you're in therapy, maybe it'd be great to have a therapist for a moment just to kind of do this stuff, talk to other people who've had kids. I mean, I don't know, but but yeah, it's, it's all about working out that before you're able to commit and start down this new path as represented by the Ace of Swords. Cool. Good luck to you. Let us know uh, what happens, okay? Okay, let's see. Who do we have here in the room? Um, God, there's so many of you and I really want to, I want to pick all of you. It's so hard. Okay, Kevin, you're up. Oh my God. Thank you so much, Michelle, for choosing me. This is crazy. Oh, <laughs> it's such a privilege uh, to be on your podcast and, and just like hearing your readings and oh. everything. Um, and just, you know, the community is really great and the chat and everything. It's so welcome. Oh, the community in the chat is so killer. It's amazing. Awesome. So Michelle, I have a question for the tarot and obviously your guidance as well. Um, I actually moved from Florida to um, New York, <laughs> which um, is a big change for me in my career. And I pursued an opportunity. I was really having trouble with, you know, finding um, 
a job and a career change kind of in, in, in Florida. So I took this opportunity and came here. Um, I just want to, you know, kind of consult with the tarot a little bit about my life. Um, I've been having trouble a lot in the kind of love aspect <laughs> of my life. So I just want to know like um, what this new journey will, will prepare for me and if it was a good decision. Okay. So you want to know um, about specifically about love and about just sort of like, what does it look like for you kind of moving into the future now that you've, you've landed in New York? Yes. Okay, cool. All right. So first I'm going to pick like, what is the love? What's the love bubble look like? What is the love sphere? vibe right now um oh my phone is flipping around hold on um okay and let me see and then what does it in general look like for you now that you've made this big big move um okay wow okay so i want to tell you first and foremost that love is coming for you okay <laughs> because but you know it's not a rom-com so it's not just gonna like you know pop, pop out you know you're not just suddenly gonna fall in love with your barista tomorrow and right off into the sunset you know it's like it's there's there's some it's it's complicated but it's it's coming for you so the first thing the three cards that you have for like what is up in your love sphere right now the first one is work you literally got the work card in your love sphere so are you just like working a ton now that you're there Yes. <laughs> Can you know something? As it should be, okay? Like, it's it's not necessarily bad that you did that, that you're doing that. I mean, it seems like you got to build yourself up. You moved there for work. Like, it totally makes sense. Um, but then, you know, your next card is the Eight of Cups, which is called Indolence. And it's a, it's a card of ne- something's being neglected. Something emotional is being neglected. Are, are you putting any like, are you putting yourself out there or do you feel like you're also neglecting that part of yourself? Yeah, it's it's kind of funny that you say that because I feel that, um, I think you were talking about it um, on Tuesday, workaholism and how kind of that really yeah. <laughs> it puts a, a play into our life. And I think that I'm really struggling kind of having that balance and really, you know, putting myself out there a little bit more. Um, because of self-doubt and other things, you know, but I've been trying. (laughs) It's just kind of difficult finding, you know, the right balance. Oh, absolutely. It looks like that's the issue, right? Is there's like, you know, work is is so prominent um, in your love sphere. And as a result, the, the, you know, the emotional realm that love exists in is getting a little neglected. So astrologically, that that indolence card is um, Saturn and Pisces. And I think it's really calling on you to take a bit more action. Um, Pisces can be really passive. They're like, oh, this is fine. I'm just going to like lay here in the tub. It's beautiful, you know, and like, or like, it's it's all just going to happen. It's going to come together, you know. Um, and then Saturn kind of comes in and is like, excuse me, no, <laughs> like you got to put some muscle into it, you know, like you, you can't just expect things to kind of like float your way. Like it's just not going to happen. Um the really exciting part of this reading, though, is your final card is the universe. Okay, so this is really interesting. Like this is up for you because it's really it's kind of major and deep and really significant for you and your life. Like figuring out this work relationship balance is huge, um, and you're meant to do it. Like you're meant to um, to reckon with it. And you're meant to carve out more time um, to find love in your life. And to like, you know, all the cups in this indolence card are chipped and broken and the water is slimy. And it's like your destiny to get in there and like polish up those 
those, you know, cups and, you know, purify the water and it's just going to be lovely. So, yeah, so that, that is, that's the issue. Um, now it gets reflected a little bit also in your general reading. Um, the very final card in your general reading is the Empress, which is a big love card. So yeah, I do think that you're going to be in a relationship that's really significant for you in New York, you know, and it's like something that, you know, you had to come to New York to kind of have, you know, you had to find this person in New York. Unfortunately, the very first card for like, what does it look like with you being in New York right now is the five of discs worry. And it's, that's a card about worrying about money. Is it just like so stressful to be living in New York City? Yeah, it is definitely. Yeah. I it's mean, like, definitely quite the change. <laughs> oh my God. I remember my sister used to live in New York and I would visit her and I'd be like, oh my God. It's just like, it's like some sort of like Disney like like Pinocchio, like when Pinocchio goes to that island, you know, where they turn the, the boys into donkeys. But before that, they're just like gambling in bars and eating candy. Like that's New York, right? You're like, I want everything. It's like everything is being sort of marketed to you all the time. And it just must be so stressful yeah. if you're not rich, you know? So yeah, it does look like it's going to take you a minute to sort of get your balance and feel 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 more um, stable in a real practical way. Like I got this. I can I can do New York. Like it's not going to break me. I, I'm going to do it. But you know, there it is going to it's going to take you a minute to do that. But um, your next card is the Knight of Wands. So I see you just sort of like at some point just leaping into life there a little more. You know, and that could be the the romantic aspect of life because that leap, that spontaneous like forget it. I'm going to just do this crazy thing leads you to the empress, which is love. Right. So, um, you know, it's, it looks like, yeah, it looks like your, your time in New York is being a little bit marked by having so far, you know, your early time in New York will be marked by just getting your footing and, and figuring out like, can I really do this? And I think that once you kind of catch your breath, you're going to get deeper into your life there and you're going to deal with the work workaholism. I mean, there's nothing like, scarcity fears that that to feed workaholism right because you're like oh i gotta do nothing but work otherwise i'll starve and be homeless you know but that that's a false narrative so you'll be able to work through that and it's definitely your destiny to find love yes awesome. thank you so much michelle i really appreciate you're it welcome. good luck you're living the dream <laughs> yeah oh my god we're so psyched for kevin i mean that really is the dream just like moving to new york so amazing Okay, let's see what came into Instagram. Okay, oh, this one. Okay, yeah. My partner and I have communication issues. We are both anxious people and are reactive due to our past traumas. I'm working on my traumas and have worked a shit ton on my communication slash being non-reactive. I've definitely noticed a difference on my part, but he isn't working on his part. And I'm becoming aware of how much he gaslights slash tries to manipulate the narrative of a situation. It's getting to the point where I have to defend myself and my truths because he doesn't believe me. My therapist is telling me to be careful with him and to continue asking questions slash aware of his concerns being used to control. Okay, so I think that means that his, he, he says that he's concerned but about things, but he's actually being controlling. Okay, I am financially dependent on him since I'm a full-time student and he encourages me not to work so I can focus on my studies. I can feel my light dimming and I'm unsure if I'm seeing the situation right. I know it takes two to tango, but am I in an emotionally slash financially draining relationship? Is he for me? Am I being self-destructive? I need your help because my mind can't see the truth. I'm a Libra sun, Scorpio rising and Aries moon. He's a Capricorn sun. Yes, he is controlling. He's a Capricorn. All Capricorns are controlling, <laughs> right? 
any Capricorns in the chat will totally be like, fair. They, no one's going to fight me on that. Okay. He's a Capricorn sun, Cancer rising, and Pisces moon. Oh, and we have an 11-year age gap, so he can be parent-like and condescending while my Scorpio rising never forgets and overanalyzes. Oh, this sounds awful. Oh my God. This is one of those questions where I'm like, do I have to pick tarot cards? Can I just tell you to get the fuck out of this relationship? You know, like, I don't know. I've been in so many like shitty, controlling, dumb relationships. And at some point, I think I just realized it doesn't matter. Like, and and you stay in them because you're like, well, maybe I'm being like this and I'm being like that. And I should stay in it because I'm not seeing it right. And at some point I was like, oh, it doesn't matter if I'm not seeing it right. Like maybe I'm damaged and I can never be in a a good relationship, but I'm just going to, if I feel terrible, I should get out of it. Right. Like if it feels bad, like you don't have to like analyze it and come to some sort of conclusion in your mind. Um, But like, you can just be like, I don't like how this relationship makes me feel period. So, okay. But you know, that's just my two cents. And you know, I do want to mention the two cents of uh, everybody in the chat. So you get a lot of support here. Um, (laughs) somebody suggests find a Capricorn your your own age (laughs) um okay what does it look like if you stay in this relationship um let's see as a Libra it's probably going to be hard for you to leave relationships right you invest a lot of yourself in them you identify with them um okay what does it look like for you okay to leave this relationship leave it leave it leave it I felt just felt confused if I was asking for leaving or staying, but I'm doing leaving. So I'm going to give it an extra shuffle and really sink that leaving energy. What does it look like for you just to be like, you know, I just don't like how this makes me feel. And I'm going up, dropped a card and I'm going to figure it out. You never have to stay in a bad relationship because of money and stuff like that. I mean, I know that it's really hard to believe that, but I think you just start making moves towards escape, you know, and, and you, you figure it out. Right. Um, you ask for help. Okay. And now what does it look like if you stay in this relationship? Um, I hate even asking the tarot, but I do want to do compare and contrast here. Okay. I mean, leaving the relationship, you might get hard cards, but that doesn't mean that it's, you know, it's hard to leave relationships. Um, but okay, we'll see. We'll see. I'm talking too much and I haven't even flipped the cards over. You know what I mean? But God, I just feel for folks who are in these these relationships that make them not trust themselves, you know, that's, it's really the worst. Um, Oh my God, your life is so fucking beautiful. If you leave this relationship, thank you, Tarot. And you're leaving it either way. You leave it now or you leave it later. You know what I mean? You're, you got leaving cards for everything. So for leaving you, the very first card is the art card, then the victory card, and then the swiftness card. Okay. You can figure this out. Um, that art card is a card about marriage and collaboration. And it's not telling you to marry this person or collaborate with this person, right? So I'm wondering, is there someone around you? Do you have like a bestie? Do you have somebody who will be there for you, um, who will help you do this? Um, I think that you really might. Um, also, you know, there's another way to read this that, you know, the art, it's, it's about, you know, like a cr- creating something larger than yourself. And it's like, this is your life, Right imagining your life is sort of larger than yourself, that your life can be this big, beautiful thing, not this little small thing where you're sort of, you know, stuck with this person that's, that's like draining you, dimming your light. That's what you said, right? I hate that. Um, for whatever it's worth, the cards for you leaving are filled with light. Four fire cards, fire, the fire, fire, you know, the element of fire is the element of light. Um, 
Okay, so then there is the Six of Wands, which is Jupiter in Leo. Yes, it's victory. It's like, you can do this. You can do this. And the Eight of Wands, you can do it fast. You can do it yesterday, okay? Um, you do need support. You know, people people are, are chiming in in, in the... Um, you know, in the chat here that, you know, you know, you deserve better. You need a support system for sure to get out. So yes, you know, like look for that. It took, it took another person in the chat 15 tries to break up with somebody, but her life has only expanded in every way since. Uh, love can be blind. Yes, that is true. I've been there as well. So yeah, you know, every, no one is doubting that it's hard and challenging, but you can do it. And, you know, something like so many other people have been in your situation and they've figured it out and like, I don't know, man, reach out for help. Okay. Here's what happens if you stay. The very first card for you staying is the Knight of Cups. Very sweet. Cancer. I know that you're, you're, you're the guy that you're with right now has, has some cancer in there. So, you know, here's you just being like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to commit. I'm going to do it. I'm in this, you know, I'm going to trust it. Like, I'm going to give this person the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to do it. Um, but then you get the death card <laughs> and the Aeon, okay? So it's like the death card and then the Aeon is about like a whole new world opening up for you. Um, I just, I don't know, man. I, I think that this is you leaving, you know? Like, I think that there is no staying. Um, I think that, you know, you you can go to it with the big open heart, like the Knight of Cups. But then I think you just see that like, this is like a dead relationship, right? And so you're going to have to face it one way or the other. And then you walk towards the Aeon, which is a, a new life, like a whole new life, a whole new, um, and, and being able to really see clearly. Um, I would recommend that you get out of it sooner rather than later on your own terms, because that is a much prettier trio of cards. It's really beautiful. Um, but you know, if you, and if you find that you have to stay because you need, I don't know, sometimes you really need to hit bottom, you know what I mean? And, and I, I'm not saying that with any judgment, that's just what's real. Sometimes Sometimes we need to hit bottom and see things really clearly. And then we can, we can move um, without looking back, without looking back. There's no looking back with the Aeon. Um, so oh, I hope that that's helpful. And, um, and you should be really proud of yourself for like recognizing these red flags, um, you know, and, and for val validate your own experience. We're here to help you validate it. Okay. So, so do, do reach out to folks in the chat too, because I, you, I know that you are a listener. Um, and you can find us on Discord, okay? We have, uh, Your Magic has a Discord channel and you can you can get out there and meet each other outside of this beautiful community that we have here on Spotify Live. So it's like, it's the after party, <laughs> okay? Um, all right, now I am going to grab somebody from here and let me see, let me see. Sandy, you're up. Um, but you have to unmute yourself. Oh my gosh. I did not expect to be called. <laughs> wow. This is my first day and I got picked. Holy cow. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much for picking my call. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Um, I am new. This is the first. Can you hear me? Hello. Hello. Yes, I can. Hello. Hello. Okay. Hi. So, um, I've never gotten my cards read, so this is my first time. And I have a, I have a family up soon, uh, and I'm nervous as hell because our family is a lot. <laughs> our family is a lot. So, um, but 
One of the biggest things that I wanted to do during this family reunion is talk with my sister. Mm-hmm. My sister deserves everything that's coming her way. She's going to get married. Um, but I am concerned because I do not have a very healthy relationship with her dad. Okay. Trigger warning. Okay. Trigger warning. I was sexually abused by her dad um, many, many years ago. And I haven't seen him since my parents got divorced. So um, since her parent, her dad and my mom got divorced. Mm-hmm. and she knows about it. I don't know if she remembers. I don't know if she chose to ignore it. Yeah. And I'm not sure if he's going to be there. So here's my question. My question is, I want to be there for my sister. My sister loves me. I adore my sister. Mm-hmm. And um, I've always been kind of like her protector. Yeah. So, which is why I want to be there for her. Mm-hmm. But she does still look up to me. I mean, she's like 30 something. I'm 43. Um, so I also want to still be, do the right thing and be like, Hey, I love you. I I don't want to do anything to disrupt your day, but the day before and the day after is mine in the sense that, um, he has to come, you know, to terms with what happens. And I'm going to confront him about this whole situation because I can't pretend that this is a wonderful time. And, you know, you act like this never happened. You still have to confront this, you know, with me. And I think I deserve that, that closure and resolution. So that's my question. It's like, what should I talk to my sister about this? Or should I just kindly say, I love you, sis, but I'm not going to be there that day because I don't want to disrupt your day. What should I do? Okay. Let's see. Oh my God. It's so unfair that you have to ask these questions. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Because it's just like, I don't want (laughs) to, I don't want to be, I don't want to be selfish. It's, It's her day. But I also feel that it's important for me to stand up for uh-huh. my feelings, my uh-huh. rights. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm not going to shrug this under to make everyone comfortable. So it's like, no, I've done that enough in my lifetime. I'm not doing this again. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so let's see. What does it look like if you talk to her? Oh, it looks so good for you to talk to her. Um, and then, yeah, to, to not talk to her. I mean, talking to her, you get the ace of discs. Um, which is a beautiful, it's like a new beginning, a new start to your relationship, like a new beginning of a relationship. And then you get the eight, uh, I'm sorry, the nine of discs, which is gain. So you get a lot of positive feedback immediately from having done this. There's an immediate payoff. And then you get the sun. And I love this because the sun is what we want for a question like this. We, we want the sun to shine. Like we don't want to have to like hide and hide what happened. It's like everything should be known. Everything should be out under the sun. And also the sun is beautiful. It's a very beautiful, positive card. Um, oh my gosh. The energy for not, for, you know, for not talking about it, telling her it's really awkward. You get the chariot. So you're like, I'm just going to buckle down and just go forward and not, mm-hmm. you know, like not do it. And it's, and then it's with the princess of swords and the prince of discs. And they're just a little cacophonous together. They're strange. The princess of discs wants to tear everything down and the prince of discs mm-hmm. doesn't want to do anything. It's like you're paralyzed. You know, right? Like so yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah, <laughs> this is like your next move will be so clear to you. I think after that. Okay. 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 Oh my gosh, that's perfect. Thank you so yeah, much so because it has been like I'm over here talking to you know I'll talk to I've talked to my husband about it you know and he's like we're going and I was like yes but I don't want it to be about me it's her day so you know this is my my fear and once again protecting my sister. I, um, I just want, it's her day. She deserves to be happy. She deserves everything that she's, that's coming her way. 
but I, at the same time, I was like, but what kind of example am I setting for her? Cause I know she's a grown ass adult, you know, she's not my yeah. baby anymore, but she still looks, you know, she still looks up to what it is that I say, what I do. And, and, and I just, I feel that responsibility, not only cause she's like, I'm, I'm sister mom to her, you know, I'm like almost 10 years older than her. So I raised her yeah. and I just really felt that it was important for me to be just clear and transparent, but I just wanted to know. I'm glad that the tarot helped me with that. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. Um, we love you. And just thank you for, thank you for everything that you just shared. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh my gosh. Okay. What a great sister. What an amazing, amazing sister. We, we're all like rooting for you. Um, you guys, I have to buzz. I got to go. Um, I'm part of a reading and the New York, uh, the Los Angeles Times Book Club has selected uh, an anthology that I'm in. It's called Letter to a Stranger, Essays to the One Who Haunt Us. And it's writing about people we meet when we travel that we kind of can't forget. So I have to go and be part of this. Um, and, you know, Mercury Retrograde continues and I have no idea how to sign on to the event that's starting right now. <laughs> so I'm going to go find it. I love you guys. Thank you all for being here. Again, special shout out to the Campfire Stories folks who showed up. Hi, friends. Remember to catch Ask the Tarot live right here on Spotify every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can join me for a journey through the cycles of life, love, aspiration, all in real time. Want me to do a reading for you? Just download the Spotify Live app for free today. It's available in the App Store and you can join me every week I go live. You'll be able to meet really unique people, chat with other listeners, and even ask questions of your own. Remember, you can always listen to Ask the Tarot live on Spotify every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Want to be part of the conversation? Download the Spotify Live app for free today and make sure to follow the Ask the Tarot show page to be notified every time we go live.